0: is cooking is he to chef status yet we're gonna break that down on the dnvr broncos podcast todd davis henry chisholm and zach stevens coming to you live from the dnvr bar where we've been standing in 96 degree heat all day to see russ be even hotter on the field (laughs) Uh, should we just dial up how back is Russ today?
1: Just right to it. Let's yeah. do it. Let's, just right. let's jump in. Let's jump, let's jump in. Because
0: I think people want to see this one. Oh oh. Let's ride. Danger Witch, Danger Russ, Mr. Unlimited, Ooh, Russell Wilson. He was hot. Was Russell Wilson today? Five out of five. Russell Wilson was almost. Five out of five today. We can't say his exact numbers
2: because uh, right.
0: that would, you know, inform the whole league of how good he is. One in completion, though. Uh-huh. The ball only hit the ground once, Todd. Russ was hot today.
3: He absolutely was. And and there were some really nice throws. I think the one to Adam Troutman in the red zone drills, what, they were 10, 15 yards out. I should probably look in my notebook. Um, but because the safeties nine are yards. rotating nine yards, yeah. okay, that's yep. a little better. But... He split the two safeties, Devon Key and uh and Turner, yell. Just this tiny little window, and Russ pounds the ball in there. Troutman catches it with one hand and yep. goes to the ground. It was it was a pretty electric play. Yeah, and
0: I mean that that was pretty much all I guess Russ gets some credit for it too, but that was all Adam Troutman Todd. It was probably the best play of camp. Yeah. At least passing play of camp. Yeah. I mean, from the nine yard line, Russ, we talked to him after practice, and he said he, uh, Troutman wasn't even looking at him, but he just thought there was that tight of a window. So he throws, the, I mean, just rifles the ball in. It's like in that half a second, you're like, there's no way this is going to be caught. And Adam Troutman, it's like a diving, one handed catch. He's probably lucky that this uh-huh. wasn't a full contact because I think he would have been hit by like three guys and the ball probably would have come out, but <laughs> it was a touchdown. And
1: he made the catch.
0: He made the catch. I feel
1: like now we can start to not refer to him as Sean's guy. Maybe yeah. there yes. is yeah. some reason to why he's the number one guy. Maybe there's a lot that we haven't seen from him yet in this camp. Maybe that's, you know, the first glimpse of many to what he can do on the field. Well,
3: it's it, such, is, it, it is true that, like, you see Adam Troutman there and the entire conversation is. Why isn't Greg Dulcich number Uh one? And so you just talk about Greg Dulcich (laughs) the entire time. Maybe we should be excited about Adam Troutman.
0: Yeah, and uh, I mean, today the offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, said that Troutman is a solid receiving tight end. He's a do-it-all guy, and he said he's quarterback-friendly in the way he can find zones, the openings, and, of course, my head goes to the greatest to do that, and that's Travis Kelsey, Mm -hmm. is like, Travis Kelsey isn't the fastest guy. Uh-huh. He's pretty strong, but it's not like he's like this prototypical receiving tight end, like a Jimmy Graham, where you're really fast and you're like, is that actually just a receiver yep. playing the tight end position? But he just has a knack of finding the open spot. And then you look over the past week, Adam Troutman, number one on the depth chart, Adam Troutman in the game, the only tight end to catch a pass from Russell Wilson. In fact, only the one of three players to catch a pass from Russell Wilson. He was targeted three times, came down with two catches in the game. And then today, he's the one working with the first-team offense. He had multiple catches from Russell Wilson again. So you kind of you think, and I think you're right, you kind of have to start changing the way we talk about the tight end position, especially with what Sean said yesterday. Adam Troutman's the starter. Yep. Uh, and what Sean said yesterday mm-hmm. was that Greg Dolce is going to have his packages uh-huh. where he's in. But number 82, keep an eye on him.
1: Yeah, he's the man going forward. Um, now I'm looking forward to see what he can do. Um, I can't say I follow him his whole career, but I definitely will be watching, <laughs> <laughs> watching him now. Uh, you know, it's exciting now that they have another guy that can be a good pass catcher, find the, the openings within zone. That's mm-hmm. that's your bread and butter as a tight end. Mm-hmm. You know, like you say, you don't have to be the fastest or the strongest, but you, you can sit down in a cover three where the linebackers are in the hook drop. Yeah. And you can kind of find that area in the middle of the field or cover four. You can manage to run a nice little out route a five year out mm-hmm. to really find that space give your quarterback out. Um, You know, if they double Judy, if they double Cortland to always have an opening, that's going to be good for Russell Wilson.
3: It is. It's really exciting. And I think what you said, like, you don't have to be the fastest. You don't have to be the strongest. I think that's what makes it so hard to find good tight ends. First of all, there's only a couple guys. Like you Mm -hmm. mentioned Travis Kelsey, like you've got George Kittle, like Mark Andrews is up there. Goddard's up. Like there's a handful, but they come from strange places. You know the Broncos drafted tight ends. You know Noah Fant was the fastest tight end in one class. Mm-hmm. Um, Albert O was the fastest tight end in the next class. Because if you're got, if you're gonna pick a trait, why not just take the fast guy? But it turns out it's usually not that guy who turns out to be the the Pro Bowl tight end.
0: Yeah, you know where uh, who was drafted one spot ahead of George Kittle? Who was it? It was uh, Jake Butt.
1: Oh, oh, good old Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, of course, not Jake the injuries. Butt's thing was, yeah. Yeah, yep. it was, it was injuries, but it's like, damn, you're right. You can find tight ends. It doesn't have to be a first round pick. I mean, Rob Gronkowski, mm-hmm. maybe the greatest one ever, uh, was drafted in the second round. Shannon Sharp, not a top uh, pick in the draft at all. Mm-hmm. And Adam Troutman, he's certainly not in the, the conversation with those guys. Mm-hmm. But a third round pick. Do either of you know where he went to college?
2: oh boy yeah hank um, this should be your special yeah, for sure. it's not
3: it's not old miss it's, it it's, is not uh, old
2: miss you're giving him way too old, much credit old, coming out of
3: old. high school um it's not old miss Dayton. either impressive wow. Wow. Yeah, that just yep. came
0: to you out of nowhere I'm sorry
1: it's just really hard it's yeah. that red yeah yeah knowledge is incredible <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: i remember that draft class that, yeah. that
0: is imp- you remember whole draft class
1: no, no,
3: no, no, no. no! I remember the tight end. Oh, I remember him in that draft class. Who,
0: who's the wide receiver um, from Detroit? Is it St. Brown, uh-huh. who yeah. was like the ninth wide receiver, or 17th wide receiver taken in that draft? Yep. 17. And he remembers like, and every year he lists all 16 receivers that were taken ahead of him.
1: Yeah.
0: Did you have anything like that?
1: Um, no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I really had like, I guess, a, a chip on my shoulder for every NFL team. Mm -hmm. Um, And if I looked at the draft, I think there was too many linebackers to (laughs) kind (laughs) of remember the list for who went above me. But um, I can comfortably say, like, I think I outplayed a lot of the guys that were drafted um, within my draft class. So I knew a couple, definitely guys from FCS that had been drafted, who I definitely felt like, you know, we played in the same conference. I know I was better than, Mm -hmm. you know, another player. Um, So I remember a couple of those guys. But I think the list was too long to go first through seven rounds and try to remember everybody every linebacker's name
0: but on the flip side i bet the list is pretty short of guys that have outplayed you or people would say would have had a better career from that draft i mean you might be at the top of that we'll have to look into
2: that,
1: Ooh, that would in, be, inside
0: backers yep. taken i guess just anywhere in that draft
1: yeah don't do any research now because <laughs> okay. no, i want to take a look at it yeah.
0: before we go any further speaking of inside linebackers and Todd Davis. We've got a little giveaway. You wanna tell us about it, Todd? Yeah,
1: so, um, you know, I like to bring gifts. Yeah. And that's my thing. So, throughout the course of this show and my time here at DNVR, I'll be bringing gifts, kinda like a Secret Santa, but we don't know who <laughs> I'm giving it to. Um, so, you gotta tune in, you gotta make sure you like, you gotta comment um, while we're here on the show uh, to be eligible for the gift. And this first one that we're giving away is a card, a football card from me, and I've signed it. Um, I believe it's after my third season. Has some tackle totals and some interesting facts about me. Uh, it's a pretty cool giveaway gift, I would say. That's so dope. So uh,
0: it is. I mean, how many other shows are you listening to where the player who signed the card, his own card, is giving it away on the show? It, I love this, Todd. It's so cool perfect. that you're gonna be doing this. And so hit a thumbs up. And then also comment something and you hear is going to randomly draw at the end of the show. So make sure to make sure you're staying tuned to the end of the show so that we can get your information if you win the drawing. So comment, hit us with a thumbs up. We'd really appreciate it. And let's also, in the process, beat the buffs. The Buffs just went ahead of us in terms of likes. Mm -hmm. They had a lot of comments, and we want to see that comment total get close to them. We're talking in the 400s. Let's
1: let's do it. I'm used to beating the Buffs, so (laughs) let's just get it done. Let's make it happen. I love it. I (laughs) I pulled
3: up Jordan Tripp from Montana got drafted in that class. Sure did. That was
1: my guy too. Good guy, but I feel like I should have been drafted above him. I mean... He was a good. He was a good player.
3: Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. I can't really. Obviously, one career went one way and another
1: uh-huh. went the other. And he's a Montana guy, so you're not. <laughs> he's not. I don't think that's a clear, clear understanding, or you know what I'm saying. Okay. You're kind of biased. Okay, okay. Kind of fair there. enough. <laughs>
2: fair <laughs> enough.
0: What position? Linebacker. Linebacker. Line, oh, yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah, I think Todd's uh, definitely beat him out there.
3: Yeah, 47 tackles, I think, for Jordan Trip, in his hey, career. Uh, 37 is what it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, as long as we get to shout out Jordan Tripp on this podcast, i will do Shout out to Jordan good. Trip, man. <laughs> there we
1: go. Yeah. He's a good guy. We actually went to the, uh, we did a, like an All-American retreat together, and we golfed together and hung out a lot. Oh, okay. I definitely liked him as a, as a person, but you know, it's always competition.
0: Fair enough. Where yeah. was the All-American trip for the conference?
1: Um, I think we went to Utah. Okay. Yeah, yeah went that, went that makes Utah. sense.
0: Huh. I didn't know. Is that a thing that all
3: conferences do? Um, like, I don't know if there's an FBS one.
1: Yeah, I don't know, but I think it's like they send one player from each team okay. to like this conference. Oh yeah, yep, in Utah.
0: And you have to be an All American.
1: I think I think it was All Americans from what I remember. It's yeah. pretty cool. But yeah, oh. it was fun. Damn, was that fun. is
0: cool. Um, Russell Wilson was never an All American, was he?
1: I, I doubt it. So. So. Todd
0: Davis, you were an All American. Russell Wilson <laughs> wow. not. You know. <laughs> 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 um, let's get back to Russ's day because it started with. A big completion to Cortland Sutton. The very mm-hmm. first pass that Russ had in team period. He's looking Cortland's way. And uh, Cortland's smothered, is that fair to say, by Demari yeah. Mathis. Yeah. About 20 yards downfield. Russ says, I don't care. That's my guy, Cortland Sutton. He listened to Todd Davis. Said, I'm just still going to throw it to yeah. him. So at about the 40, 40 yards downfield is where the ball gets to him. Damari Mathis still all over Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton... Uh, um, the ball's uh, a kind of a back shoulder throw. I don't know if it was intentional. It, mm-hmm. I don't think it was because it had a lot of loft to it. But Cortland does a great job of slowing down, turning his body. And Maybe using some leverage uh-huh. to get Damari Mathis <laughs> off him a tiny bit and catches the ball. Um, there was some debate whether that would be called a uh, pass interference or not. Mm-hmm. I think Cortland did a good job of not extending his arms mm-hmm. and making it seem like a pass interference. So I, they probably let that go. Uh, they probably let him play that out.
3: Yeah, I mean, it was a physical play. But, I mean, that's what Cortland Sutton does. And yeah. that's kind of the risk that you run when you're throwing jump balls to Cortland Sutton is that he's just so much bigger and stronger. It's easy for teams to blow the whistle. I mean, Gronk had that same thing. They they would call a couple too many penalties on Gronk. They'd let people hit Gronk on the other side yeah. as well. Yeah. like there's a It's just a little bit different game. So I wouldn't have called it, but it's the NFL with NFL refs, so you never know.
1: Probably Todd. not. They wouldn't have called it. Um, I just feel like they always side with the offense for <laughs> yeah, sure. No matter what. That?
2: Yeah. <laughs> maybe the cornerback
1: could be on the ground, exactly. <laughs> thrown out of bounds, and they're like, up, oh, no PI. Um, but yeah, I think it's great for Cortland and Russ, their chemistry. I saw Russ talking about him after practice and how excited he is to work yeah. with him um within his second year. And I think you gotta build that chemistry and that trust early because unlike Jerry Judy, I think Cortland is gonna make a lot of contested catches. Jerry Judy is a guy that's gonna be probably wide open, you know, at least 70 percent of the time he's throwing the ball yep. i think Cortland's gonna be a lot of more jump balls a lot of more contested catches so you earn that trust in practice so i look forward to seeing him throw it up to courtland even when he's covered or even when it looks like he doesn't have a chance I feel like Cortland can make those plays.
0: Yeah, and I mean, Cortland's called a a 50-50 guy. And in that 2019 season, he was like an 80-20 guy. And -hmm. in camp, he just could not be stopped in 2019. And you kind of knew big things were coming uh, because he would just catch all of those. There's no reason to have that guy in your team and have him in that role if you're not going to trust him to come down with those balls. And it's called 50-50 ball for a reason. You're not going to catch every single one, but you trust Cortland on the ones that he can't catch. That he's able to knock it down, or it's an incompletion, and then you know what? If you're fifty fifty on balls forty yards downfield, you'll take that every single day. Yep,
1: absolutely. And I think he makes, I think he makes more of the catches you wouldn't expect someone to make than like the easier catches. I think mm-hmm. he thrives more in yeah. those heavily contested catches and makes them and comes down with the ball.
0: Man, yep. I, I, when you said that, I also thought of Jerry Judy. I feel like that's Judy as well, uh-huh. and so that's why it's so key. Uh, To find that third receiver, who was the Tim Patrick, not the opposite of that, because Tim could also make really hard catches, but Mr. Reliable, who that guy is going to be. When you absolutely have to have a seven-yard catch on third and six, who that's going to be, because Mm -hmm. I agree. I think Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy might be better at catching the really difficult ones Uh than just the simple ones, because they're playmakers. They're, They're thinking about that next step. That's exactly what Jerry Judy was doing on Friday night when he dropped that wide open pass. He said... Yeah, I was already thinking about the end zone. And mm-hmm. I can't do that. It's about concentration. Uh, but he's just proven over his career he's going to have a couple of those and that's just why Tim Patrick was so good yep. as Russ knew. I can find this. Maybe that's Adam Troutman. Maybe, yep. maybe that's Greg Dulcich or something like that.
3: Uh, I'm really excited about Cortland Sutton this season. Me like too. really, really excited. it's just been building and building. I, I think the most exciting thing is the way he talks about what sort of shape he's in. Yep. Because, I mean, everybody's time of year says, I'm in the best shape <laughs> of my life. Like I feel like I'm at my very peak, which is cool. But for him, he's lost weight. He's He says he feels stronger on top of that. He looks fast. He's playing He's playing differently than the last couple years. Yeah. And, and what he said was that he felt like he was getting the same results the last couple years, wasn't happy, so he just wanted to change something see if the results change. Yeah, he said Ryan's favorite
0: quote, the definition of insanity is doing the same yeah. thing over and over again and respecting different
3: results. Which is not... The definition actually <laughs> but, does that piss you it, off too it, it, I, it doesn't piss me off okay okay I think, that,
0: that gets under ryan's skin
3: i actually kind of enjoy it because it pisses ryan yeah, off so now i like hearing <laughs> it because i know it bothers him but yeah i mean you see him go out and make those plays and there's just like a real reason to think that this year could be a big year for him and that's that sean payton likes guys their college weight and he cut down and we're gonna see a different courtland this year and hopefully it's for the better
1: yeah i was uh he got married this off season i went yep. to the wedding had a great oh, time hell yeah um but just sitting down and talking to him like he's ready man i think he's ready to go um he hears all the naysayers he hears all the trade talk mm-hmm. and he's ready to go out and put on a, put on a show and show everybody it's time to shut up and and watch me work so i'm excited for him man i think he's a great football player and a great guy um so yeah man watch Cortland work this this year
0: man i mean the guy who was at his wedding. Is is seeing the impression. So, yeah, absolutely. And he's also, it's not a contract year, but after this year, I believe a lot of the guaranteed money on his contract is either already up or there's only a little bit left. Uh So, same thing with Tim Patrick. The Broncos could move on from these guys. So, while it's not a full contract year, Cortland's do a lot of money next year that the Broncos don't have to pay. So, not that a player needs that motivation but it is just a little extra something not just for Cortland but for any guy in that sort of situation
1: Yeah yeah you definitely are more motivated I mean um he's motivated based off of the naysayers and um the publicity that he's had as far as last year but at the same time you usually can take a deep breath when you know you have a good amount of guaranteed coming like you mm-hmm. never relax but you know like okay maybe this year they can't get get rid of me but you, But knowing that you have very little guarantee next year, you yeah. think about that as well, as far as your preparation going into this year so that you go out there and put on tape that you can really still play. So mm-hmm. even if you have little money guaranteed, they want you back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Todd, any stories you can tell us about uh, the wedding?
1: Uh, I think I signed the NDA when I got there. <laughs> <laughs> that would be smart. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't sign it. But um, no, it was just it was just a great time. I think. um. I think that maybe I, like was one of the nicest weddings I had been to. Like they did a great job. I think there was fireworks like 12 times <laughs> oh throughout the course fireworks. of the weekend. Um, yeah, it was a great time. Great time with friends and we had a lot of fun. <laughs> Where, Where was it? Uh, Cabo. Oh,
3: okay. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. It was like That's, overlooking the beach. Yeah, it was like on
1: the beach, yeah. beautiful waves, Yeah. sand.
0: It, tons of Broncos, right? Yeah, yep,
1: tons Current of Current and former uh yep for sure current yeah. and former von a whole bunch of guys
0: yeah, yeah man that, that's it. you can't beat a vacation or a, a wedding where you're on the beach yeah. with a ton of your ton of your former and current teammates um so we've talked about how good russ was today want to continue to talk about that but pose the question to you guys is this russ stacking another day or is this russ and the offense showing that this is who they are does that make sense? Is it yeah. is it just another day that's stacked? Or is this like, can we take a step back and say, damn, we feel good enough about this offense that we think this is who they're going to be. They're going to be a good offense going into the season. But first, I got to tell you about our friends over at AG1. AG1, it's very simple. You take mm-hmm. a scoop of AG1, put it in your water, and with 6 to 8 ounces of cold water, mix it up and that is going to give you everything you need for a healthy day including probiotics, vitamins, minerals, uh antigens to help get your day started right and really give you that glow up that you're looking for. It's really going to help you out. I mean, energy, uh, is something that I've noticed with it. 75 high quality vitamin or high quality ingredients that get so many things that help with energy, focus, strength, and clarity. And if you want a free year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs, go to drinkag1.com/broncos. That's drinkag1.com/broncos. If you're like Hank and you're not able to eat healthy enough. AG1s, Ooh. a great thing <laughs> to help that out. So My factor damn.
3: box came yesterday. Oh, yeah? yeah so one day?
0: You're one day on the healthy? Okay,
3: that's fair. It is only one day, <laughs> but I'm going to go I home. I mean, two
0: days ago, you're talking about how often you eat McDonald's.
3: Yeah, it's often. It's cheap. <laughs> it's close. Like It's convenient. It tastes really, really, really good. But yeah, now, now I'm just a factor guy. Dang, a factor and an AG1 guy.
1: What do you yeah. wash your uh, factor down with? Well, you should wash it down with some Breckenridge bourbon, (laughs) (laughs) which is the official bourbon of the Denver Broncos contest. And they're having a battle of the Broncos blends right now. They have the Ed McCaffrey blend versus the Alfred Williams blend. And you go on, you vote. Uh, You can win tons of Breckenridge distillery products as well as Broncos swag. They even have the ability to win two tickets uh, to the Breckenridge bourbon whiskey suite for the Broncos versus Chargers game on the 31st of December, which will be a fantastic game. Um. Yeah, I think that Breckenridge bourbon is what you need to be drinking. We had a lot to drink at the wedding, and I feel like we <laughs> needed that. That was our missing link for sure. Um, so go to BreckenridgeDistillery.com um, and check them out.
3: We might need to get our hands on like the, the – because like Ed McCaffrey has a bourbon and mm-hmm. Alfred Williams has a bourbon. We yep. might need to try those. What do you mean, like, get our hands
0: on I
1: them? Do you see
3: what's right in front of you? Hmm. It's behind the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> it is right there. Actually, okay. they <laughs> act, they're actually over there, both of them. Oh, the yeah. Alfred Williams and Oh, the, you didn't, uh, didn't put the him. fancy ones right here? I didn't because they get blocked... It's too
0: bright on wow. set with your guys' star power, oh, and they get yeah. kind of like washed nice out. Wow. So I had to Very put something nice. darker on there for it to like even out. The fact that you said that mm-hmm. gave us a compliment tells me that you're lying. That's, <laughs> you, that's that's the only thing that you know. I was in yourself. a hurry and I couldn't grab both bottles. I was setting up. Damn! Do you see? That. Can you see it here right now? I know Todd can, but he's he's doing the double headphone. Setup, wow. up yep. but like typically when people do it it's like a headphone and then an earbud underneath but no he's just doing the full two over the ear headphones
3: i was at an engagement party on sunday and it was like there was like a whole bunch of kids apparently they both have like a bunch of like nieces and nephews and all that sort of stuff so they had a table with these sticker pages There were just unicorn different stickers there's like three sets of eyes there's like four different mouths like all these different things and so you make like your own custom unicorn thing and i made one and i put four eyes on it and these little girls are just like <laughs> so freaked out <laughs> like, like they looked over and it was just like how could like, you i know it's like shock and like I, they're terrified of speaking to me like and i try to stay away from kids myself it's just uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> we have nothing in common um but yeah it was a I will never get the look on that girl's face out of my mind when she saw... I I named the unicorn eyeballs. Just four (laughs) eyes. So are you horrified by the look that she had by
0: being horrified by you?
3: Yeah, it actually made it feel like I did something wrong. (laughs) Mm. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's uh, quite a story
3: just to voluntarily tell Henry. I know. Yeah. Like, that was we're, a, we're I mean, we're talking, I, Oh, it's the hell yeah. those headphones he's wearing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it reminded me. Uh, but also Saturday night, we might need to pick a winner Ed McCaffrey, Alfred Williams. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Wow. I like you know good. it is
0: preseason so we can throw them back exactly yeah i like and come come to the bar we're gonna be here watching the game come down and hang out with us for the bar for the game 6 30 p.m on saturday broncos second preseason game javante williams is gonna be playing the starters are as well yep. and uh, yeah here speaking of you here has changed the rules a little bit to this giveaway he wants you to comment todd Ooh. in order to be involved in oh. this giveaway also okay. hit us with a thumbs up and then comment todd that's T O D D for some of the people that have already mistyped it on there. So help you here, <laughs> comment Todd, it's just and hit us than with a like thumbs up. Every yeah, of course, comment. of It's it just
3: like you comment Todd, I see your name on the like list. It's easy.
0: So thumbs up, Todd. Boom. There we go. Okay. So the question: Are you ready to say that the Broncos? I should say passing offense, because that's all we can truly evaluate right now. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, the Broncos' passing offense is going to be good this year, or do you need to see more?
1: I think this is stacking days for Russ. I wouldn't say that this is overall team stacking days because I do feel like there are a lot of miscommunication still within the offensive line. So I can't say that the whole passing game is looking phenomenal, but I will say that Russ is looking better each day. And if the offensive line can get everything figured out, then them together can put together a really good passing game.
3: Yep. I I think I'm in a similar spot. I think, you know, all summer I was thinking not great things about Russell Wilson. I wasn't super excited about where he was. And then around the start of July, I started thinking like, you know what? I think I'm going to come around on Russ. I think I'm going to come around. But just never really happened until these last couple of days, just watching him over and over. And I was like, you know what? I... The, in terms of the receiver, seven on seven wise, this offense is going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson can make enough of the throws. The receivers are good. I I've, I feel good about where that's at. The final piece is just the offensive line. And I was, I watched a lot of the one-on-ones and like the two V twos and even the, they had like the team period. That's all running game um, with Matt McChesney, who's like a big offensive line guy. And he's just losing his mind the whole time. being like, how, how Literally, the hell is this? Yeah. Ha- oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and again, he's pretty critical he wants perfection there's all that sort of stuff but staying there watching with him hearing how he breaks it all down it's just like this is they're in a dark space right now and so i'm really excited about like seven on seven wise Offensive line still trending down. I'm starting to get really nervous. And on game day, is it seven on seven or is it eleven on eleven? Todd? I think
1: there's eleven guys yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I mean you guys took the words right out of my mouth. I am I believe in Russ and mm-hmm. in yep. having a big bounce back season. Top five quarterback in the NFL. I'm not there yet, but uh-huh. at least being an average or a little above average quarterback, I think he's there. And yeah. I think when you put ten good days of practice together, even with Justin Simmons' sideline, there's still other good players on the Broncos' defense. When you put 10 good days of practice, that probably doesn't happen by accident. No. I mean, how many guys, Todd, did you see put 10 good days of practice together and they just weren't good players?
1: Yeah, that's uh, that never really happens. And yeah. the hardest part about tra- training camp is that you're installing every day and every night. So it's not even like you're on day 10, you're rerunning what you ran on day one so that you perfected it. No, on mm-hmm. day 10, you're running what we put in on day nine and you have to get it right. So that shows that he's able to is learning how to be better and get better quicker because he's doing it with new material every night and every morning.
0: Yeah, and Russ, after practice, said he does believe that the offense is starting to click now, Mm -hmm. and I think we're absolutely seeing it. And two things why I'm going to say no as well about this is because of that offensive line, first and foremost. Today, Russell Wilson had nine passing attempts. He would have been... Definitely sacked on two of them. Mm-hmm. Josie coming up the middle on one of them, mm-hmm. and then another one. Frank Clark would have, I mean, sacked him five times before they blew the whistle. And uh, two sacks on every nine dropbacks. Mm-hmm. That's like in a game. That's like eight sacks. Yep. Ten sacks. That's that's awful. That's I lot. mean, he would lead, he, mm-hmm. he just wouldn't make it past game four yeah. if that's what if he if any quarterbacks getting hit that much. And that's kind of how it's been every single day, whether Mm -hmm. we're talking about two sacks or some days there's been like five sacks that we're talking about potentially happening, it can't happen. And it just baffles me because the Broncos have a massive investment at left tackle, a massive investment at right tackle, a massive investment at Mm -hmm. left guard. And then uh, they have two developmental uh, rookies who have some upside on the interior, but like the offensive line should not be this bad. Mm -hmm. Now there is time to get that worked out Uh, And the offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, talked about it today. He said "Anytime you even take one piece out of that offensive line, it kind of resets the growing process. Uh And they've had to do that because Garrett Bowles has been in and out throughout uh, as they work him back from a fractured leg. Mike McGlinchey obviously been out for a week now. And then Mike McGlinchey is going to be put back into this right before the season. Is that going to reset a little bit? So you just hope that this offensive line can come together and protect Russ Because if so, this is going to be a good enough passing game, Uh especially when that's not what they want to do. They want to run the football first and foremost. I'm Mm -hmm.
1: interested to see who that leader on that offensive line is. I think they're going to look to McGlinchey because, you know, he's a veteran player, um, has Mm -hmm. been good for a little, little while. But I think you have to set the standard for how we play as an offensive line or a group, because I know guys coming in may change. The dynamic, but it shouldn't change the standard. I think that even Super Bowl fifty or the year before, when I was a backup or Shaq Barrett was a backup, like or David Bruton was a backup, like we came in, but there was no fall off. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't see like all of a sudden now they're just making big plays or Shaq can't get off a block or he's not getting Mm -hmm. sacks. Like we're making plays just like the starters were because we had set a standard. The guys in that defensive room had set a standard, and that's what I want the offensive line to be able Mm -hmm. to do. Create a standard of how we're gonna play, hard nosed football getting after people i don't care if it's you know i like o-linemen i don't like o-linemen that do extras when i'm playing but like (laughs) as a fan and as somebody watching the broncos i want them to be tough and nasty and kind of like almost did he hit him after the whistle type players like that's what you want from your o-line and like i haven't seen that aggressive side of them just yet and that's what i want them to be and that's the standard i want them to have Mm -hmm.
3: and the leadership question is a good one because you know garrett bowles has been there a long time mm-hmm. so he kind of is at the top of the list i was talking to quinn Miners at the end of last season like locker clean out day and i was asked him about that like being kind of a leader like if he has a plan and he was like yeah i think me and lloyd kind of need to take over this room and and kind of be more vocal and so that's kind of what's going in their mind saying like we need to take so well then all of a sudden you go out and <laughs> give a whole bunch of money to ben powers and mike mm-hmm. McGlinchy. those are kind of the bottom of the totem pole now <laughs> yeah. and and you know mike McGlinchy, i think that's probably where i go leadership wise you know they That's what he's known for. Like, he's a really smart guy, really bright guy. He's played on some good teams. Like he has just that right sort of personality. He's also not playing right now, which Uh can be a a little bit disappointing. Ben powers, you know, he was competing for a job uh, last training camp. You know, he was, he was like a heavy favorite to make the roster, um, but was not necessarily a favorite to be a starter on that offensive line goes and has a great season. And now like totally deserves what he's getting from the Broncos. But Every guy on that line has his own question marks, and you do kind of need to see just some leader emerge and say, like, this is the group we're going to be. We're going to be mean. We're going to be physical. Mm -hmm. And
0: speaking of leaders, I think Sean needs to spend a little extra time with that offensive line because maybe the number one coach that he brought in that's truly his guy is Zach Street the offensive line coach. Mm -hmm. He drafted Zach uh, in 2006. It was one of his first draft Mm -hmm. picks with the Saints. Then Zach played like... Seventh round pick? Yeah, exactly. Then Zach played like a 12-year career, took one year off to become a broadcaster for the Saints games, then came back to be the assistant offensive line coach with the Saints with Sean Payton. And then Sean brought him here to be the offensive Mm -hmm. line coach. And uh, I think Sean needs to spend a little more time with the offensive line now. Because if this offensive line plays the way that they are right now, it's going to be a really struggling year for the the Broncos passing attack and then it's going to be tough to run the ball because teams are just going to key in on running the ball Mm -hmm. and so that's something that is my biggest concern and then the second concern is they were clicking last week too Mm -hmm. and then they come out in the game and I mean didn't look good until they were playing backups and so I think us but definitely fans I think fans need to see the Broncos offense look good, not even great, look good in a a game situation in the first quarter when they're going Mm -hmm. up against San Francisco's starters or most of the starters. If they come out and have a field goal drive and then a touchdown drive and a punt, that's gonna feel good. I mean, just seeing them actually do it in a game. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it will be. And I know one of Sean's goals is to try and score on the opening possession Mm -hmm. as far as the offense. And that would be huge because we talk about how good this defense could be playing with the lead and how uh, important that is for our pass rushers, like, and also the confidence of our guys. If we think that every time we step on the field, especially the first time, we don't have to have a learning curve or kind of like get our plays or get our feet underneath them, kind of know what they're doing. Like, no, we're gonna go out, we're gonna punch them in the mouth, we're gonna score first. Um, I think that's gonna be great for the confidence of the, all the guys in the office room, um, and hopefully they start doing that in these next two preseason games. And this Saturday
3: is gonna be a great test because you've got javon hargrave and you've got eric armstead in the middle of that defense yeah if if you can handle those guys and i guess we don't know for sure whether they're playing or not but if they're out there and they can stop those two and and, and build some runs and, and not let them get sacks That would be such a good sign going forward. And I don't like to read too much into preseason, but that's almost like a 1v1, you know, 2v2 situation where you can just look and see what happens. Shout
0: out to Nick Bosa for holding out and not being there this (laughs) game because as much as I do want to see kind of how the interior guys handle Mm -hmm. those guys, I don't want to see Nick Bosa going up against the backup right tackle yeah. and a uh, and Bulls, because that would just yeah. not be good. I mean, that's not good for anyone, mm-hmm. any offensive line, but especially one that's struggling
3: right um, now. While we're on the offensive line, the Broncos were doing some interesting substitutions with the offensive line today. Mm. You know, uh, Quinn Bailey was getting a lot of work um, in uh, Mike McGlinchey's place. He's been playing almost exclusively guard. We he would have been there when you were there. Who a uh, Quinn Bailey? Yeah, he was he, there. Which is kind of crazy you were say who again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean he's just stuck on the practice squad for so long and it looked really good in the game he played last year at guard. They've mostly been working at guard, but you know, they're they're letting him try at tackle, which means he can kind of prove that versatility. They also, Kyle Fuller, he was brought in and I think a lot of fans saw him as a potential replacement for Lloyd Cushaberry, competition for Lloyd yeah, Cushbury center, at center. Kyle Fuller. Exactly. But he's been playing guard all of camp. Up until today, when he gets to try some center, they move Wattenberg and Forsyth out to guard. They're kind of testing that versatility. see who fits in where. And our guy, Alex Palshevsky also got some <laughs> run on uh, McGlinchey's spot. So he's in that conversation too, because we're I mean, it makes sense that they're they're trying different things and rotating different guys after what we've seen so far. And this Saturday is going to be a big day. I'm happy that they're rotating
0: because just like Todd said, the depth there is very concerning and it doesn't matter how you got here according to sean payton mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you're a four million dollar player like cam fleming or if you're an undrafted rookie yeah. like paul Shevsky, um taught it, it and it's not not a surprise why they don't have depth there
1: mm-hmm.
0: garrett Bowles has been in the league for a while right
1: mm-hmm. yeah for sure
0: he's the last tackle that the broncos have drafted not yeah. like first round
1: <laughs> at all yes and he yeah. was what
0: 2017 Yep. yeah, yeah. 2017 They haven't drafted an offensive tackle since 2017. No wonder they don't have depth there, and no wonder they have to go out and spend big money on a right tackle seemingly every single year. You got to draft guys, uh, Mm -hmm. or you got to find diamonds in the rough, maybe like uh, a Palchewski.
3: Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, if they actually find a tackle by Uh not drafting, that would. We'll we'll see what happens. And the truth is, I mean, Mike McGlinchey is going to be back, so we're probably not going to see too much of Palchewski. But if he can prove enough to stick on the roster, and all of a sudden, I. Yeah, I think everybody, you know, me for sure. But I think in general, Broncos fans would be kind of excited to see what, what happens if he gets into the game. You know, when's the last time we had that for the Broncos? You know, a third tackle, a, a backup offensive line, offensive lineman at all who you'd kind of like to see get some reps and see what they can do in a, in a real regular season game. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, I mean, backup offensive linemen, especially undrafted ones, is something that excites <laughs> you. Illegal Pete's happy hour <laughs> is what excites me. Five hours a day. They have happy hour five hours a day. Jeez. That is insane. And it's like prime dinner time, too, 3 p.m to 8pm so they're just helping you out they want Mm -hmm. you to get deals every single day from 3pm to 8pm at all 12 of their locations make sure to check out Illegal Pete's not just in Colorado but we went down to one when we were there for the Super Bowl in Phoenix it's awesome they've got great patios at every single one of them great margs I mean the best margs out there and so make sure to check them out Illegal Pete's stop by their happy hour from 3pm to 8pm every
3: single day and uh, if you really want to enjoy that Illegal pizza, maybe uh, hit up our friends over at Kind Love, because mm. uh, they'll get you in the right headspace for a big old burrito. <laughs> um, they've got all sorts of awesome products. They're a farm to table dispensary. They control like all of the genetics, the grow process, the packaging, all of that sort of stuff. Um, so you can trust where it comes from. You know exactly where it comes from. Um, but they're also known for their turbo cores, is just like a little toothpick you shove it in whatever you're smoking whether it's a joint or a cigar or whatever and it's a hundred milligram stick it's full full spectrum cannabis concentrate has a the pointed tip like i said so you can slide it in easily into whatever you could be smoking it's vegan natural no chemical processing at all um it uses micro encapsulation what is that I don't know, but it sounds, <laughs> sounds like what they should be using. Um, so they've got all sorts of awesome products. And if you mention DNVR at either one of their stores, Cherry Creek or North Denver, you'll get the DNVR exclusive discounts, 25% off all, all, uh, all Kind Love flower pre-rolls and their Turbo Joint line. So go to their website, kindlove.com. Look at their extensive menu and order online all right we are almost to the point of doing the
0: drawing so make sure to give us a thumbs up Uh on youtube comment todd and we might pick your name to give away that awesome signed todd davis card all right let's put you through some trivia
1: todd Uh uh-oh Trivia Let's do it.
0: of your new teammates, Henry ah. and
2: myself. i love it,
1: yeah, here. He's
0: the host? Yeah, here I got this graphic a little bit. It's a little misleading. Um, Henry and I are your hosts. We're gonna put Todd Davis we are. through teammate trivia. Okay. See how well you know your new teammates. Yeah, we thought we should give you like a week. Yeah. To get mm-hmm. to know us a little bit.
1: Is it just you, and Hank, or is it It's yeah. just the Henry whole crew? and I. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep,
0: yep. We thought we'd take it easy on you All to right. start off. And what we're gonna do? We're going to give you a um, a question uh-huh. or a prompt, and you're going to have to uh, put us in order one, two, and three in terms of like the first one. Rank us in terms of age. So okay. who's the oldest, second oldest, youngest among the three of us?
1: Uh, <laughs> and we'll just start with that one. Oh, shoot. Um, you know, I think I, got, I think I can get this one. I think okay. this might be an okay. okay. easy one. Uh, not easy, but for feel like Zach, you would be older than me. Okay. and I feel like I'm older okay. than Hank.
0: Incredible. One for one, Uh, Todd. Impressive. It is nice you can just Google his birthday. Like, you don't have to ask. Like, the internet
3: just has that. (laughs) You have to know me. Oh, Uh that's
0: the thing is, like, with Todd, it's so easy to get to know him because you don't even have to know him to get to know him because of Wikipedia. You just pull up literally everything. That's true. Um, Yeah, it's wow. I'm a month and a half older than you.
1: Wow. Yeah, yeah,
0: both 31. Hank's the young boy here.
3: 26. Yeah, wow. Young man.
0: Yeah. Can you drink?
3: Yeah, I can drink. I'm, I feel old now. Like, I say 26, I'm like, oh, 26. Like, it feels like I was 21. Like, you can rent a
1: car, too. 25. I, yeah, five, I still up. haven't yet, but hopefully soon. You got to do it. Maybe I'll just do it for fun. It's empowering.
3: Just get like a nice car, <laughs> spend a day with it, yeah. drive up to the mountains or something. Do it. Just don't crash it. Definitely not. Get the insurance. Todd,
0: an impressive start for you. Next one. Whose alma mater had the most prominent football team between the three of us? Uh, or rank them, I, I should say.
1: From most um, prominent to least. That's tough because I don't know where you went to school. Exactly. <laughs> you got to guess. That's really tough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no matter what, Montana's last. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Almost 20,000 season tickets sold this year. I would say myself second <laughs> okay. at Sx State because I'm just guessing that you went to a better college in Montana.
0: State. <laughs> yeah yeah you know what i wish i did Todd. No. Uh, i went to the university of denver which hasn't had football since the 40s wow <laughs> dang so I get if beat. it was hockey
1: though oh yeah exactly. you know
0: yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. it's championships we've uh dominate skiing. lacrosse and hockey yeah skiing yeah yep yep, yep. exactly um so uh would it be Montana or Sac State number
1: one? I'm going Sac State <laughs> number one no <laughs> matter what. I don't care what the records say. We <laughs> <Right>. Henry, <laughs> we're better. Please, I'm pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean,
3: I, I can, I can say here confidently. I know, you know, the average attendance. I know, like, the history. Mm-hmm. I also know... Scandals. You okay. <laughs> gotta you got, you got to be an important program to have scandals. Like a scandal. No. they're Like the scars. Like scars can be a good thing.
2: <laughs> no, it's no. not. No, that's the worst way to explain anything.
0: Okay. Is, it, is I mean, that like, how you feel about the Patriots? Are you like, damn, I'm happy
3: they've got all those scandals? That's <laughs> different. Like, the, <laughs> How is Mon- that different? I, they were like putting cameras in places. They were deflating football. I was like, Montana was just... Providing free legal service and like paying (laughs) legal fees behind closed doors. It's just a part
1: of your greatness. It's like Michael Jordan and gambling. It's just kind of, you got to have, you know what I'm saying?
0: He's
3: edgy. Uh You know? Yeah.
0: Did we talk about this? How much Phil Mickelson has gambled in his life? Yeah.
1: You said like a hundred, what was it? A hundred million? What was it? It's something crazy. A
3: billion. A billion dollars is what they estimate he's gambled. At the same time though, you get like your yearly report Mm -hmm. for your, for your sports betting and that number you see it and you're just like oh my goodness that's high (laughs) because the thing is like oh i put like 15 bucks on this and you lose it and then you're like oh i'll put 20 bucks on this and you went and so all of a sudden you just go back and forth and back and forth and you bet so much that the number seems big but the margins are not nearly
1: as big. I bet he's betting big too. Oh, though. I bet like, he's betting there big. was something yeah. like no $15 bets in No that.
0: <laughs> There was something no, there wasn't. There was something like he he placed in the past 30 years or one year, I don't remember, which is a pretty big distinction. But um he had placed 400, 400 bets that were a hundred and ten thousand dollars. Wow. He had placed eight hundred bets. That were two hundred and twenty thousand oh, yeah. dollars. Mm-hmm. he's going crazy. <laughs> yes, he is. He is definitely. Uh, that's how you get to a billion. I and guess. I don't.
1: I don't think people, enough people realize how much money a billion dollars is. <laughs> yeah. Like, people, people kind of put million and billion in the same category or sentence, and it's a very different league. Like, yeah, yeah. a millionaire versus a billionaire are two completely mm-hmm. yeah. different people. Like. That's so much money. He's oh, <laughs> crazy. Yes. Like there's
3: yachts that are like a billion dollars, which is yes. crazy, and people will just buy that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I remember. So my uh, one of my mom's cousin's husband is. Uh, <laughs> you told know. this Wait, story a Say that a three lot. times. <laughs> <back>. That's <laughs> a Montana way to start a story. Um, but he he's like a captain of a yacht, so it's like crazy rich guy, and his job, like full time, is just to run the yacht, mm-hmm. and like awesome job, whole bunch of cool things, like has a big crew. But he was saying like to get internet in places. It was like $15,000 a month. Mm-hmm. And oh it'd be like, gosh. yeah, so this will actually only cover you in like this part of the ocean because they don't have satellites in whatever parts. So you got to get like another one to do that. And that's just money that people are willing to pay because they're like, yeah, I need internet on my yacht.
1: Man. That's what I want to be like. <laughs> oh, that's that's the life right there. Yeah. Man. <laughs> See that? You could do the podcast uh, from the yacht.
3: Yeah. Oh, could Ooh. you imagine? Well, if we just had like a yacht week on the podcast. Oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Todd you're you're the closest one to getting us (laughs) Spano start giving us some raises (laughs) (laughs) Yacht Fund Super Chats go to the Yacht Fund maybe that's
1: what we do you guys are
3: just copying exactly what the DNVR Avalanche did three years ago where they tried to start a Yacht Fund
1: (laughs) no way Yeah, they
3: they have a Yacht
0: Fund from Super Chats where they're trying to buy a yacht and do this exact same thing how close
1: are they how much have they oh they're super far away
0: (laughs) 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 uh, Russ has his own private jet yep he he's not even at yacht status probably i mean aren't no. those like hundreds of millions of dollars for one yeah the big b- yeah the big for, boys the, for, for sure. the nice ones yeah. maybe instead uh, we just get get uh friendly with the penners uh-huh they've got that money oh. yes
3: worth 40 billion yeah 70 <laughs> billion yeah i bet they have so many friends <laughs> i don't think they're looking for more friends you think i don't i don't know if billionaires it probably obviously depends it I can't even put myself in that headspace. I mean, you know, like, if I walk up to him, it's like, hey, Greg, want to go golfing sometime? He's like, yeah, this guy just wants to spend time with me because I'm rich, you mm-hmm. know? Because, I mean, me in particular, I don't have a whole lot in common. Like, an interest in football, but also he runs Walmart. He's, like, older, like, exper- I don't know. There, there, there aren't a lot of other reasons for me to be interested. Well, especially with it
0: being such a public thing, you can Google someone's net worth uh-huh. or... In sports, mm-hmm. it's probably, you probably had a lot of friends come out of the woodworks mm-hmm. when uh, you were on the Broncos for a couple of years. Then when you signed a contract, exactly. and that's the headline yeah. of every single newspaper is Todd Davis signs this contract with this much money, it's like... It's very publicly known that now mm-hmm. you just signed a big contract.
1: Yeah, you get a lot of texts that are just like, What's up, cuz? Like, <laughs> and this from numbers you have never even seen yeah. before, just yeah. like random people. I'm like, Who is this? Yeah. Oh, it's your cousin. I'm like <laughs> twice removed from your mom's <laughs> side. Like, I do not know you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you the best. Yeah, exactly. yeah,
0: yeah. I want uh, I want some seats for the Broncos. Uh-huh. Yeah,
3: I want some gear. But then there's the other stuff. Like, I was just reading the, the Clinton Portis story yesterday. I think it was because there was some crazy like it's, it was on the Broncos. Red, that's what it was. It's like twenty six days till the season. Let's look back yeah, at number twenty six, yeah. Clint Portis. Also crazy. He averaged, ni- eighteen hundred and eighty eight yards, from scrimmage in his two seasons with the Broncos. Dang. Nuts. Fifteen touchdowns per year too, that which is, is crazy. Nuts. And I mean that was like I would have been like four. I would have been five and six. So so like I have like vague memories. But those numbers are insane. You have what type of memory? Vague, sorry. <laughs> That's a Montana thing. Like, I was going to let it. him go. No,
2: it's, the, it's,
3: the, well, it's the bag bag. But then there's so many different ones. So like because I've been trying to coach myself out of bag towards bag. There you go. Bag and bag. That uh, one gets me. Bagel bagel got me for a minute. You say it's, bagel? No, no, not oh, anymore. He I, I heard to, quickly though. that oh. you, don't, you don't say that. It's, the, I struggle with those. But like his whole story, like he, whatever, he spent some money on th- things he probably shouldn't have but also his financial advisors just would invest in things that he had no idea about yeah like losing millions like millions of dollars and i also didn't realize he made like 50 million dollars in his career which is a big number but some of the the, when he sued them it looked like there were tens of millions that had just been lost or like mortgages taken out that he didn't realize were taken out that's that's the other
1: side of it. That's yeah. just
3: terrifying. Yeah. Nobody ever tries that stuff with me. <laughs>
0: Nobody's
1: trying to take a million from you. Yeah. Yet. Nobody even wants to like steal my credit card. Just wait. Anything. Just
0: <laughs> wait. Yeah. It's give me your
1: social. Yeah. Let's, 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 <laughs> let's see how it goes. Like,
3: go get declined for a credit card. Feel free, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Henry. No one's trying to steal money from you because you spend it all on food delivery. Or mm. do you, Todd? The next oh. one. Rank us in terms of. Who spends the most money on food delivery?
1: Uh You know, I actually do enjoy uh DoorDash uh-huh. and uh Uber Eats. I am uh, if I if I had a um if they gave away like a special like Madden kind of like 100 <laughs> club, yeah, I think yeah, I would yeah. be in the and <laughs> the DoorDash club for sure, for sure. Um so I would say because of Hank's McDonald's habits. I'll say him first, me second, uh Uh-huh. Zach third.
3: I think that's probably pretty good. I mean, I'm probably on there probably once a week. Once a week. I okay. think at points it's gotten higher, especially like during football season. You get busy. And it's like you know what? I'm, the thing is, I'm like the Uber Eats member, uh-huh. and so they'll just consistently give me like forty percent off. If so I you spend have to. Bucks. If you
1: didn't, then you yeah be... exactly
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at the last last month or two, I've been at like once a week. Before that, I've peaked around. Three times a week. It's not too okay. bad, Henry. Not it's not too terrible. It's not
0: too bad. Yeah, not I'm bad. definitely last. Yeah. Um, my wife cooks a lot. Okay. So, yeah, I Must benefit, and be nice. that's not anything on me. Um, but I guess, Todd, are you buying it for the family? Uh, just yeah,
3: that's the other thing.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's both. I think it's both. Yeah. Sometimes I would have a couple, four or five times a week, maybe me, mm-hmm. myself. Two oh. meals and then maybe like a three meals for the kids yeah. or something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe I was first on that. <laughs> it's so convenient. Yeah. So, I mean, it's
3: so nice. You were just
0: two out of three on those. That's impressive. Not too that's bad. That's Impressive. Yeah. No, I mean sixty-six percent. That's a passing uh, huh. completion. You'll take that. Yeah. If it's a uh, batting average, you're in the hall of fame. Yeah. You're the best player that ever
3: played. Yesterday, when we were watching the the kickers, Mar went five of seven or Maher two days ago. Yeah, was it two days ago? And, and you're like, well, five for seven, that's like 71%. That's, uh, that's like a C minus. But that's not how you can do those numbers <laughs> because that make Justin Tucker like an A minus kicker. And he's the best ever. No,
0: yeah, 71% is an F.
3: Isn't that cr- correct? <laughs> that is true. It Isn't it? Is F- I mean, yeah. wasn't
0: Brandon like oh. bottom five and he was at 78
3: last year? Probably. I mean, for the, over the course of his season, that's an F. Yeah. In an individual game, it's just so hard. Small sample size. Right, right, yeah. right. That's what's tough. That's yeah. what's tough. Um,
0: speaking of teammates... Todd, you, uh, he wasn't your teammate, but you, did. you went to a cool event last night for a former Bronco.
1: Yes, uh, Steve Atwater had a great event. Uh-huh. Um, he hosts an event every year where a lot of guys come out for Fun Recovery, which is a nonprofit he works with to help raise money for uh, mental health awareness and uh, treatment. So him and his wife, Lita had a great event last night, had a lot of fun. A lot of Broncos were there, uh, from Terrell Davis to Rod Smith to uh, Meckenberg. Um, Had a lot of guys there, and it was fun. We had a good time. Um, Every course came with wine, so you know how that goes. Uh, uh, You definitely reach into your pocketbook a little quicker to donate. Uh, But we're doing it for a great cause, so it's always important Mm -hmm. to donate and give back, and give back to your community. Um, And I think a little goes a long way. You don't have to give tons of money, but if everybody pitches in, you really can do a lot and uh, help change your community. So great event, great people, great guy.
0: Was it an auction sort of thing?
1: Yeah, so they auctioned off some football, silent auction as well with some, um, you know, maybe John Elway um, jersey or Terrell Davis jersey. And then um, a couple other cool, cool things on there. You they actually had an office thing that I almost wanted to win. <laughs> Rain, Rain Wilson from yep. the Office, oh, who's wow. the white. They had like a signature and a picture um, that I bid, but I don't think I won that. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did
2: you come away
0: with anything?
1: <laughs> um, no, not this year. So last year, um, spent a lot of money for a tumble jersey, signed with tumble Ooh, jersey. Oh, <laughs> wow. So that's definitely framed up. Um, and then usually I get a football and then like donate it and then just give it away to somebody who's yeah, there. That's nice. um, but this year they had. Um, some good bids on them, so I'll let those people have them. Yeah, you know what
0: you <laughs> have to do? You have to win, like, a John Elway signed football, and then you also signed as well, and then give it to someone. Uh-huh. It's like, you just got two signatures for free, I guess. They'd be like, what the person. hell? <laughs> 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 uh, um, actually, speaking of this game, let's do one more. Okay. Because you brought up jerseys. Okay. Rank us in terms of who has the most
3: jerseys.
1: As far as... Like, you mean NFL players or just your collection of jerseys? I think Or in jerseys general, you've worn? I think
3: any. Yep, I think any jerseys jersey worn you bought, hat. whatever.
0: Or not. Yeah, like you could have bought it at the store.
3: Uh huh. Like True. it doesn't yep, have to be like count. a
0: game worn jersey because I.
3: We would don't not really have to well. give
0: them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 any uh, sport? Yeah. Any sport. sport, just a jersey.
1: I would say I put myself first. Okay. I probably have like 40, 40 jerseys mm-hmm. football, basketball. Signed, um, so I'll probably say me first. Um, next, <laughs> you got a lot of Montana gear over there. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Do they even sell Montana jerseys?
3: Not online.
1: They just released <laughs> them
3: because they have like the new new <laughs> Nike jerseys that you can buy if you're like up in Missoula, but I don't uh-huh. find them on the internet. I'm working on it. Okay, okay. Yeah.
1: So for that reason, I'll say Zach too. You probably have a good amount of Denver jerseys. Mm. DU jerseys. Yep. Yep. And then Hank three.
3: I'm at like probably 12.
0: 12? I th- 12 would be my best guess. I didn't get my first jersey until about five years ago. Really? When it was handed wow. down to me. Todd Helton. Oh, that's that's yeah. a phenomenal <laughs> that's awesome. first jersey. That would <laughs> have been incredible. Yeah. I should have just gone that route. Yeah. Just, um, a Todd Helton World Series jersey. It was too small for my brother, too big for his wife, and they got it as a wedding present. And so they just gave it to me. Oh. And then I have an Alex English jersey, the first jersey I ever bought myself, okay. an old school Nuggets one yep. that I got just like a couple summers ago. So I'm only a two. Wow. I appreciate so no though Broncos jersey jerseys? Guy. No, yeah. no Broncos? We got to hook
1: you I was, up, man. I know, I think I know, I know a some people. Guy. I could probably hook you <laughs> yes, up with a jersey <laughs> <too. laughs> yeah. or yeah. Sure. two. I
0: need? I need a Todd Davis jersey. For sure. Oh. Yes. For wow. sure. Yes. I bet
3: you could get signed.
1: I don't know. I don't know. You, know, so don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really
0: afraid that if all three of you wear a Todd Davis jersey, we won't be able to tell you guys apart. Oh uh, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. that's too. Hey, people. I've been I've been lifting weights. I've been gaining weight recently. There you go. Uh, 15 wow. pounds the last uh, really? five months. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Good yeah. Job. Yep been uh creatine yes i think that's been been a friend yeah in high school i thought it was like a crazy drug Uh and then i learned more about it it's like no it's just in your body already
1: yeah might as well take it yeah
0: exactly and speaking of which you might as well take a sip of breckenridge brewery todd told you about breckenridge distillery breckenridge brewery just as good and right now you want to get your hands on some mountain beach sour which is such a good beer when it's going to be 96 degrees every single day for the next week. Mountain Beach Sour is that nice, refreshing, not too sour beer. It's light. And if you want to find it, go to breckbrew.com on their beer locator. You can find exactly where to find uh, Mountain Beach Sour, Avalanche Amber Ale, any of their beers. So check them out, breckbrew.com, the official beer of DNVR.
3: Yeah, and head over to Shady Ray's, too. Um, It's still summer. It's crazy. Even in the winter, it's sunny, so you probably just want sunglasses all the time. Um, but right now you need them because it is hot outside. It's sunny outside. I think I couldn't tell. I think I might burn my forehead a little bit today. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Which is tough because I did the exact same thing I always do. Like I I get there. I put on the sunscreen, all that sort of stuff. But then today it just didn't work. Yeah. Because maybe it's just like too sunny or too hot or whatever it is. Um, all I know is I was really lucky to have Shady Rays, even though I do have kind of like the lines going and some, but that's, that's my own fault. Um, Shady rays are awesome. They've got all sorts of different products, like the aviators, or like the I don't I don't know the names of many other sunglasses. Those mm-hmm. are the ones I know the name of. But they've got all of them. They also have things like snow goggles and things that are uh, meant specifically for golf. And if you use our code, uh, which is DNVR, then you can get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. So they've got stores around Colorado, but if you just want to go ShadyRays.com, you can try the shades. They've been rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Just make sure you use the code DNVR
0: and shout out to our friend nick yes. who came over and said hi to us at broncos training camp today took a picture with him really cool to meet you nick and if you're out at broncos training camp i guess tomorrow is the last day the fans are out there it's true make sure to come by and say hi we'd love to see you and speaking of you guys comment todd hit us with a thumbs up on youtube let's get these flowing in because this is the last segment To win that signed card so make sure to hit a thumbs up on youtube comment todd on the live youtube stream and you will be eligible yeah here let's do that drawing in like 10 minutes or so so you got a couple of minutes left to get in on that uh and should we talk to the people in the meantime
1: let's do it let's Let's do do it. it let's hop
0: in we got a couple super chats in here yeah here pull those puppies up for us Uh. First one, you found one pretty easily. First one coming in from Katie Hicks says, Any new DNVR Broncos shirts releasing soon? Mm. Well, the season's coming around, and I've been talking to our guy, Eric, otherwise known as D Line Co. He's got some things in the works. I know someone in the comment section said, when are we getting a Todd Davis Ooh, shirt? Love that.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: Todd what? Just initial idea. What would a Todd Davis shirt look like? What would Todd Davis want a Todd mm. Davis shirt to look like?
1: Uh, I think I think on the front we we'll say Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. 51 and then have that uh that cool emoji that we use for yeah. me for yep, sure. Yep, yep. And on the back is like a sick tackle like maybe Melvin mm. Gordon. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, fourth and one. Was that your favorite tackle? Yeah, that was one of them for sure. Okay. And that was like my first, I was like my first big one, I would say. Okay. So, I say that was definitely number 1. So, I would definitely put that on the back of the jersey. So, huh.
3: yeah, I was I was talking to Nick Ferguson about this. I was asking him like, "What what's your favorite tackle?" He's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, Jerome Bettis."
1: Mm-hmm. Just oh,
3: knock the ball. And I was like, yep. "Which is so cool. Like to me it's just like, yeah, it's going to be a cool story. And it's like Jerome Bettis." I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> "Oh yeah, NFL <laughs> player, of course. It's somebody awesome like that. Yeah. Like, that's just how it goes." I think people would specifically like the one you said,
0: yeah, okay. for uh, reasons in Denver. I feel oh, bad dang. for Melvin. I feel I wasn't bad even
1: thinking like that. Melvin, he gets his... But he didn't fumble.
3: Oh, he
0: didn't
1: oh, He didn't <laughs> fumble. <laughs> they didn't <laughs> get the first down, but he onto <laughs> yeah. yeah. the ball. Maybe so. not that
3: great of a tackle, though. <laughs> oh. I mean, other guys wow. were able to do it. Other guys were able to <laughs> Todd, do it. Todd, you
0: want to show him what a good tackle looks like? Yeah, right I
1: now. think now, <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
3: Uh, I guess, wait, oh, yeah, fourth and one. Doesn't matter if there's a fumble. Forget ball. the card. Yeah, no, oh matter. no! Send Todd in
1: the chat, and I'm gonna tackle <laughs> him right now.
3: Oh, yes, oh, let's go. Go. we have more than enough time. While we're on the subject, somebody yesterday said they'll pay 50 bucks for the tackle. Dang.
1: For we, charity, if we did it like as a exactly. charity, like an exhi- yeah. like so, exhibition, we I was gonna
3: say like we should split it, but also charity <laughs> sounds way <laughs> better. Charity sounds
1: way better. You got to think about that yacht again. <laughs> yacht fund. Yes. yes yacht fund. Yes. <laughs> wow.
3: Yeah. Just start throwing some numbers. Out there and we'll get a good idea
2: <laughs> right, i love sure. it I we'll love see it. if
3: it ever gets worth it
0: all right next super chat coming in <laughs> next super chat oh we have one coming in from van says who is one sleeper player that you guys are expecting good things from this year should we turn mm. it over to back of the roster see, hank for this one
3: that's a tough part is that like if you've been listening to this podcast you're kind of out of sleepers because whenever that's somebody makes a play, point. whenever I'm like, "Ooh, this guy might be something," uh-huh. I'll just double down. Nate Adkins. Yeah, He's, that's your guy. Uh, I mentioned it yesterday, but when he was, like, he and Michael Burton on the field together, and Adkins is in motion, Burton's in the backfield. There's like, this is going to work. Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to work. I'll throw Jalen Virgil out there too, because today he had another one of those plays. They motion him in the backfield and run behind him, and three for three, twice in the game Friday night, once today in practice. They've run behind him, and he's gone one-on-one with a linebacker and won the block. There's something there, and there's a use for that. So I think those two are the two guys I look at. Todd? I
1: don't know if he's a sleeper, but I would say the player that I feel like will have the most impact uh, that's not a starter may be uh, Drew Sanders, it feels like oh, yeah. they're really gearing up for him to have a major role within this defense. Mm-hmm. And they talk about his ability. Van Shelstam called him a freak, basically said <laughs> yeah. there's nothing he can't do. Yeah. Um, so I look forward to them using him a lot. Um, and for as a rookie, that's a big compliment. Yeah. And, um, it'll be a lot for him to take on, but I think they feel like he can handle it.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And he actually, so I was talking to Josie after practice today. You came up, Todd. Mm hmm. Yeah. He, uh, because we're talking about like the green dot, like how things have gone. And he yep. was kind of like 50 feet. And he was like, I just asked him, like, yeah. So who had it when you were there? Like, when did you start? He's like, well, Todd had it first. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I that but, guy. but yeah. Um, point is, Drew Sanders, we were talking about him. Drew, was it Julio McLaughlin he laid out today? <laughs> yes. It's that same thing where you just, yes. you, these high hits, you can't be doing this in <laughs> practice. But again, you see it and you're just like, oh, this guy's going to be sick when he finally gets to yeah. hit people. Yeah. Um, I brought that with Josie. And Josie's like, yeah. We got in trouble for that. Linebacker's room is going to have to find him. I was
2: like, well, that's what it takes. That's, yeah.
3: <laughs> that's what it takes. Yeah. I mean, you can
0: ask Todd. You get fined for horse collar tackles. Yeah. Man, I was like, he's had two in camp now.
3: <sighs> that's, that's, I mean, poor Josie. Yeah, like, to get like in trouble for that. Exactly, Josie and Alex, like, yeah, all the linebackers got in trouble for that thing Drew did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Todd goes, I mean, today,
0: just to piggyback off what you said, Todd, uh, Vance said today that he makes plays every single day that no one else can make, mm-hmm. and it's like that just shows oh. you the athletic potential that he has. One guy that Vance also spoke super highly of, which I'll go very, very dark horse, Elijah Garcia. We saw him have two sacks yep. in this past game, mm-hmm. Vance, after practice. Called him a prototype defensive lineman. So it's like mm-hmm. in his very first game, he goes out there and makes plays, and he's prototype, mm-hmm. and Vance really likes the way he works. It's like that's definitely a guy that could develop to be that guy. Mm-hmm. And there's also a spot, not a starter spot open for him, probably, but there's a spot on the roster for mm-hmm. him if he wants it.
1: Yep. A spot in the rotation. That's all you can ask for as a D lineman. Yeah. Because you're going to get work. They're going to rotate. It's yep. mm-hmm. like you get 10, 15 plays a game, you have a sack. In one of those plays, like, now you're getting Boom. more reps, mm-hmm. getting in the game. Yep, That's all you guys for. Yeah,
3: And we saw that last year, you know, Deshaun Williams. As, yeah. Yeah. He was, what, probably 26, 27? Right around there. Mm-hmm. And he finally has his kind of, like, breakthrough. Mm-hmm. This year you got Jonathan Harris, who's been yeah. in the system for a while. And he's around that same age. And he's kind of ready to play that breakthrough. And the, Elijah Garcia, as he said, like, prototype. Like, 6'5", 300 pounds, playing a three technique. Like, that's what you're looking for. He's 25, like... Sometimes those defensive linemen are late bloomers, and I'm... It's weird. We were scared about the depth of the defensive line. Now I'm really excited to see a bunch of these guys play. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, just like defensive linemen, sometimes they say podcasters are late bloomers. And Hank, Mm. I think you kind of fit in that category. You're kind of hitting your stride, 26 years old. Okay, well... We'll call that compliment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good now. We won't worry about what you that meant the about the past.
2: You glass half full. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For sure. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. All right, yeah. next one coming in from SC says, Anyone else hate seeing Arrowhead continually be mentioned as the toughest place to play? I remember when that was mile high. Got to get back to it. Um, let's call it by its real name, uh, Geha Stadium isn't that what it's called that's
3: true yeah <laughs> like we'll ignore that this isn't power field and just call it <laughs> yeah. mile
0: high uh-huh. we're n- no more arrowhead no no giha stadium is that what it is yes oh. it is. it's so bad what's it like playing at arrowhead or should we not even ask
1: I mean, it's loud. I will give them that. It's loud, and mm-hmm. they like to pump up the crowd with that uh, that big old drum. Yeah. It gets cold yeah. too, right? Oh, this is just unbearable. <laughs> exactly. For no reason. For no reason.
0: You have to be there to know it's cold. though, yeah. So I've I'm glad you heard things that. about Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> it is. It is cold there.
0: <laughs> yeah, that bitter
1: cold, that icy, like bite biting cold Uh-oh. for sure. Um, but yeah, it's a good stadium. Uh, I wouldn't say it's better than ours, but they try uh-huh. to like bring out a a celebrity to hit the drum to yeah. kind of get everybody hyped. But you're not doing nothing special over there.
0: There we go. That's that's what I like to hear. That is one thing that the Broncos need. We've talked about on this podcast for years. They I don't even know if you know this, but when you were playing, they tried to have a fight song for the Broncos, and after the team would score, they would have this fight song and that would play over the crowd hmm. and they would put on the Jumbotron and they'd want fans to sing. Did you ever know that was a thing?
1: No, I don't think I even paid yeah, attention. I'm yeah. not
0: surprised because it was awful. Oh. And it never picked up and it's like it's really hard to implement a fight yeah. song 50 years into an organization's existence. They, they have, um, you know, where the flags run across the field yep. and thunder, the, the, horse the horse runs across the field. That's cool. But there does need to be a little bit more of some sort of traditional thing or whether it's before the game, they yeah. have something. Because, man, the, the crowd, the stadium's awesome. They just need a little bit something different. Uh-huh. to to make it feel like you remember that you know when you go into arrowhead
3: that they have a celebrity come out and do that 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 mile high needs that Mm -hmm. the the thing about trying to implement a fight song is that like 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 michigan like everybody knows like the michigan song but nobody listens to it because it sounds good Mm -hmm. (laughs) it just sounds like college football like it's just tradition it's just old like fight songs yeah they really nobody wants them unless they've had them for a really long time it's true. It's hard yeah. to like make something a tradition that's not yeah. a tradition. Like imagine like somebody seeing the national anthem for the first time right now, they'd be like, "Oh my god, this is awful! Like mm-hmm. nobody wants to listen to this." But because it's been around for forever, <laughs> wow. it's tradition. You know, everybody's like, "Yeah, I love that. It's just so nice." But it's not like a good song objectively. Not a
1: fan of the lyrics.
3: It's no, it's inspiring, <laughs> like incredible. But like you listen to the song, you just you're said not it was awful. Like, you can't say it's now inspiring
0: <laughs> and incredible. Is it
3: on your playlist? <laughs> um... No, no, uh-huh. it's, it's not. It's about it's the not. vibes more than the hey, song. You
2: deserve a flag for that. Oh, oh let's throw, you it. Can just throw it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <But> yes.
3: <laughs> like refs don't announce that they're about to throw the flag. By the way, just so you know, like you can just put the flag up there. Hey, you don't have to I say throw like, hey, the flag oh, on exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> like, hey,
0: Garrett, b- bad play. Um, actually, mm-hmm. it's it's stress brings up a good point. Um, in the comment section, uh, incomplete is a really good one that, uh-huh. that the Broncos have. That's a good point. Yeah.
3: Also, I'm not a communist. <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> 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 Somebody, <laughs> you know dip. what is crazy? And we deep in the comments. this in London with the Broncos game is mm-hmm. they change the lyrics to their anthem depending on if a king or yeah. queen is in power.
2: Mm. Yeah. yeah, so God it's save always the king you know, now.
0: Yeah,
3: and we heard that, and we're like, oh, yeah. that's different. Again, like, not a catchy song, but, like, you hear <laughs> wow. it, and you're like, You just want to tear England. down
0: every country right now?
3: I'll tear down... The, their anthems aren't. They don't <laughs> sound good. That's not the point. They give you good feelings. Uh-huh. They feel like America. Velika?
0: No, not all of them. The American one does. What are we going here? We got football. A chat from football coming in. V Football says, can we please get women's cuts on the shirts this year? Yeah, here, why don't you uh, send that to uh, Eric. <laughs> that is oh, right because on. we can't we'll, we'll we'll pass that through yeah. thank you for the super chat football uh andrew comes in and says what's the story on michael bandy looks great looks great last week number
3: 46 right oh yeah yeah, yeah. i mean like Julian mclaughlin like taylor grimes like comes into that final drive and does everything you could ask of him he had uh like he did he catch a screen pass or was that grimes because now you've got Back Bandy, Roster, you've got Grimes, you. you've got the new guy they just got signed, whose name I don't think I'm going to learn, which mm-hmm. is kind of, I don't know. But they're all very similar players, and we'll leave it at that. Um, but <laughs> they, 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 he caught, the like, a couple of balls across, across the ball. middle. We'll leave it at that. Um, he had, like, the catch. It was, like, a third down catch, like, tight window, linebackers closing in, and brings in, like, no huge plays, but he played one series, caught a few balls, gets an A for it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. see if he
0: keeps it up. I mean, there's a lot of guys competing for that uh, practice squad spot at
3: receiver. Mm-hmm. And so they'll, they'll Including all those little slot receivers. <laughs> yeah. They'd like, if yeah. you were to see them without the numbers, you'd be like, this is the exact same person. Yep, mm-hmm. Grimes has played really well. He has separated. I'll give him that. He has. Wyatt OK says, any update on Randy Gratishar making the
0: Hall of Fame? Sad to hear about Coach Shanahan not making it. Anyways, love the vibes on the Todd Pod. The Todd <laughs> Pod. Ooh, I like that. I like yeah. it. I a little like too that. close to Tide Pod,
3: but uh, <laughs> that, which, kid,
0: which kids were eating. <laughs> that that, that's that could be like a
3: logo. Like you find like kind of like, I don't know. Maybe yes. it's like the background of uh-huh. it. And it's like Todd, and, you know. Maybe
1: orange and blue and then... Like yeah. they are, yeah,
3: it's perfect. <laughs> All right, like it's just subtly a pot. like you wouldn't notice unless somebody pointed out, yeah, the, the pot. I love it, <laughs> it's
0: got such a nice ring to it. Um, uh, uh Gratishar, he will get voted on next week, yep. and three guys can go in from that category. Whereas, unfortunately, only one coach mm-hmm. could go in from today, and like the commenter said. Mike Shanahan not selected as a finalist for the Hall of Fame. Dan Reeves not either, um, which is just such a bummer because Mike Shanahan's unbelievably deserving. There's six coaches that have won back-to-back Super Bowls. Four of them are in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. One of them's name is Bill Belichick, Mm -hmm. who will be in the Hall of Fame. And the other one's Mike Shanahan. And you can look at so many other things. He's won three Super Bowls, two as a head coach, back-to-back. His coaching tree is insane, which just shows what he's done to offense in the NFL. He'll get in one day. It's a bummer that it has to be delayed at least another year.
3: It is. Yeah. He deserves it. It's also funny the way you said it's a bummer that Mike Shanahan and Dan Reeves aren't going to get in this year because Mike was a great coach. <laughs> 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 and bring up Dan. You, you yeah. want to
0: bring up the case for Dan? I, I mean, feel like people are more bummed about Mike.
3: Especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know what the general feeling is about Dan Reeves, but I know... That he almost... Kick John Elway. Yeah, out exactly. Mm. And so, like when I, my family it was kind of like bad vibes for yeah, Dan agree, Reeves because he leaves, but I think league wide, there's a lot of respect for what he was doing and like yeah. the mm. offensive of mind. Because I, I can't remember what his like, like Falcons, how far they got, right? Because he was, was he at the Super Bowl against the Broncos with the Falcons? He might have been. Potentially, yeah. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about Dan <laughs> no, Reeves until like this week. But yeah, it is sad. <laughs> Like, Because those are Broncos legends. I mean, those guys ran the Broncos combined for like three decades. Yeah. Other than Wade Phillips had that year in there, I guess. But I don't know. It's sad. Mike deserves it. Yep. Dan probably does too. <laughs> you make I mean, fun you of probably, me for so sure. sure he so does. Nice. Did you turn I around mean, and say the exact it's, same thing? It's a, I don't know. Mike <laughs> is like a legend around here. Dan is like, there's
0: a hierarchy.
2: Uh-huh.
3: I don't know. This, maybe
0: this isn't the day to be talking about that. I mean, Dan drafted Mike uh, or John Elway's replacement. And did yeah. not have a good relationship with him, and it, it felt yeah. like it was to a point of, all right, it's John
3: or it's Dan, and obviously it's an easy decision. Yeah, to so make. he was, yeah. he was the head coach of that Super Bowl because he got there the 97. wow, right, 97. That would have been it. It's a good little story. Line. Yeah, interesting. I believe Dre is any of that wrong. <laughs> Okay, fair oh, enough. Damn, wasn't they weren't even release. listening to the pod. We have uh, football guys in yeah. here not even listening. Yeah, two time AP coach of the year. Never won the Super Bowl as a head coach. Won it as an assistant with the Cowboys. Also won it as a player. With the Dolphins, I believe?
1: Todd, if you oh, want with to the like, those guys, the maybe
0: they'll
3: start paying attention.
0: You
1: think so? Yeah, think yeah, yeah I think so. I,
0: th- I think so. I think it'll get them to wake Zach, up. Zach, you
1: can't use Tad <laughs> as a
2: personal mercenary when you're
0: <laughs> not happy. Like, you can <laughs> you, yeah. yeah. what what
2: is
1: is people. What is He's like Jason bourne to me right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. hey, Jason, we got something <laughs> like, for like, you.
3: Yeah. never asked me to do anything like that.
0: Well, it's the Todd Pod. I would not ask you to do something on the Todd Pod, Henry. Fair enough. Next one from Jesse says... Todd, big fan of all the way from rockin' California. Rocklin', Rocklin'. Oh, Rocklin', yeah, yeah, yeah. California.
1: <laughs>
0: I thought we were talking, you know, pumping California up. I'm comfortable well, because you're from California, so that's what I thought he was doing. Yeah. He says, I'm coming up for opening week. Would love to see you at the bar and meet y'all. Well, you know, we're gonna be at the bar. We're gonna be on tailgate be too. Yeah. And then, of course, we're doing post game show here. So, from Rockin' or Rocklin', California. We'll be here, can't yes. wait to see you. we'll yes. definitely
1: be here, so come through to the bar. It's gonna be packed, get here early because um, yeah. for a preseason game it was really packed so I can only imagine for a regular season, season opener. So oh, it's man. gonna be fun, man, Let's It's gonna do be it. really it's fun. Gonna be a I'm Let's so excited
0: it. for actual football. Me too. We're so close. Me too, we are. SC says Todd. What was the vibe in the locker room after a snatched Michael Crabtree's chain?
1: Oh, it was a good vibe. It was fun. It was felt like uh like that Debo energy. Um And you know, when you're friends with the guy who won the fight, it's a way different <laughs> feeling than yeah. being friends with the guy who lost. Yeah. Uh so it just it was fun. Um we just couldn't believe like it actually happened like yep. that, and yeah. it went down like that. But if anybody was going to do that, I feel like Key was the guy who was going to do it. But yeah, uh, it was fun. You
3: mm-hmm. ever see any guys, anybody's chain after that, and be like, I remember, like to me, I would think every time somebody was playing with chain, I like, oh yeah, Key would snatch this right <laughs> now.
1: Yeah, it was funny. I don't remember exactly who it was, but there was a couple of times throughout that year or the next year that um the DBs new guys had like play with chains and then they would show up to the game <laughs> and they'd be like bare neck no chain Like they were all nervous like for their chain to get snatched because you can't live it down like that's no, just a moment no, in history no, yeah, that no. you just feel like you got gut and that's just what it is oh it's incredible oh yeah. man
0: what a what that uh, keep has so many good stories we're gonna have for to dive sure. into yeah. uh some akeeb stuff that guy's um, a legend yes yes, yes. absolutely is yeah. also his uh his talk after the Titans game. Mm-hmm. Do you see that? Do you remember oh, that clip when he was talking Harry to Douglas. reporters after the Harry Douglas fight? When uh, he went
3: after Chris Harris's knee yeah. on a block. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. We'll, yeah. Have, to, we'll
0: have to pull that clip up because I actually think maybe it was Ryan Green that put that out in the he first did. place to make it go viral. Our own Ryan Green. Mm-hmm. We'll pull that up when we have an Akeem day, because yeah. it, it's good, Todd. Um, okay. More super chats, but we had a comment from Richard that said we have so many people watching. Only 266 likes. Preseason numbers. Oh Let's man. get wow. those up. And uh, what? One more comment until we pull. Uh, we're out of super chats. We're we're out of super chats. So, oh, that's great. Uh, yeah. Here, why don't <laughs> Todd? Why don't you pull up? Or I'm sorry, not Todd. Yeah, here. Why don't you pull a winner for us? Let's do it. And when you are doing that. We'll read a couple of questions on the website. And, of course, if you're a member, a diehard member with DNVR, you can leave your comments on the website, and those will get read on the podcast. And we've got a couple coming in. First, from the count, says, Todd, could you be so kind as to let us into your thought process of not coming out of retirement when the Mm. Broncos asked you to do so? Also, are you in favor of going back to the old uniforms? And what other current players think about the vintage threads? Love the count.
1: He is that... uh the cia yeah how, like, <laughs> he definitely has the inside scoop he um does. yeah the broncos called me and we had a couple of conversations um the year i decided to retire they asked mm-hmm. me to come in um i think alex xander johnson got hurt they asked yep. me to come yeah. in um and then also josie got hurt that year too and then they mm-hmm. called me again and you know for me i think football was always a jump start to life not my entire life. And I felt like I love the Broncos organization, but just it's tough to leave somewhere the way I did at the end of training camp, where if you really wanted to let me go, you could have done it earlier so Mm -hmm. I could get somewhere, be comfortable and kind of make a name for myself and have a spot. And I just didn't love the way everything went down, Mm -hmm. like as a player. Um, And then I wanted some security because of how everything went. Like I wanted just a little bit of guaranteed money, a bigger contract than just maybe I guess a league minimum just mm-hmm. to give me that security yep. so that I wasn't like feeling like I was on my way out every yeah. time I didn't make a play or miss the tackle. Um, and, um, it just never happened. You know, um, I talked to Peyton a lot, George Peyton, and I mm-hmm. felt like we have a good relationship, but it just didn't work out. Um, and I'm totally happy with my decision and I'm happy to be on the podcast mm-hmm. now. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Uh, yeah yeah let's do it
0: and and that was just one year after they released you right because you got released in 2020 Mm -hmm. and then you retired the very beginning of august in 2021 so it it was very fresh still
1: exactly exactly and i had been training and working out so i was definitely in shape i just felt like you know as a player it's tough because you never know when you're gonna get cut you never Mm -hmm. know even at the vikings like i had had a pretty good year at the end of the year talked to George Payton and the other, I forget the head GM's name, and they're talking about, oh, we're going to bring you back. You fit yeah. the system perfectly. Um, and I think they didn't go with me because of, like, money. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like I had no certainty around different parts of the league, and I didn't want to. I never wanted to be the guy who could have hung it up and just decided to like Leonard Fournette. Like, hes he should be done. Like, he had mm-hmm. a good career. Yep. There's no reason to be playing or just hoping for another call. Like, it's just let's, dangerous. Let's just move on to your next phase of life. Mm-hmm. And so I chose that and I'm happy with it for yeah, sure. Going, yeah.
0: I have to imagine going out on your own terms yeah. instead of like desperately hanging around and then eventually you're just like, okay, it's been three years now. I haven't got a call I'm, I guess I'm done. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Does feel probably better.
1: Yeah. And I had to work so hard to be an undrafted player to make a name for myself and mm-hmm. become a starter. Like I definitely didn't want to get. To a point where I had to feel like I had to do it all over again.
2: Right. Were you
3: right, living right. in Denver at that point?
1: Yep. I had always okay. lived in Denver. I never my family moved out with me and we rented a place in Minnesota, but mm-hmm. Denver was like we had already built a house here, it was already my home.
3: Okay.
0: Were yeah. those conversations in like August and throughout the season?
1: Yeah, it was early in the season that year and then another time once somebody else got hurt, uh, within that year. Yeah.
0: Was one of the times harder to say no to?
1: Um, I would say the first time was harder to say no to. Yeah. Because I, I did want to go. I just wanted yeah. a little bit of security. Yeah. And then the fair. second time, it was like the same offer. So I'm like, well, I kind of <laughs> didn't go the first time. I'm probably right, not going right, to go right, right. this time. You,
2: know?
0: <laughs> you got to pony up. You yeah. Got pony up to get Todd. <laughs> that's we did. Um, all right. Do we have a winner, you hear? I think, I think that's a yes. Yep. Yes. Uh-huh. Who is it? Oh, Joseph. Love it. Joseph Cardoza. Make sure. What should they do you hear? Um, Messages on uh, DNV underscore Broncos. If you don't have Twitter, uh, send us an email at info at the DNVR.com. And we'll just get it sorted out. Give us your information and we'll send it out your way. Perfect. Perfect. And Mm -hmm. do that by the end of this week so we can just make sure we get this to you. So, Joseph, hit us up on Twitter. DNVR underscore Broncos. Say you're Joseph. And we will get all of your information to send this out or email info at the DNVR.com in order to get your card. We got time for two more really quick. Let's do it. One coming from our Luke says, fellas, I know it's Dulcich and Albert O being put in a lot of blocking situations in the game. Could that be reps for experience and attempt to coach them up in blocking or setting up some misdirection for the regular season?
3: We had an interesting talk about this today a little bit. I mean, Alberto has made some really good blocks, and he made another one today. Um, the problem is, there aren't enough of them. Like there are times when he like hits guys on the ground, which is something I don't remember seeing in the past. Like the pancakes from Alberto. Yeah. The thing two is, two of them in
0: practice today.
3: I don't think he's getting to the point where you say, you know what, let's play him in line, let's trust him as a blocker. So what he really needs to do is prove that he needs to that he should be on the field as a receiver, because he hasn't quite produced as a receiver enough to say. We want him out there in the slot because, you know, when you're figuring out who you want to line up out there, you've got guys like Kendall Hinton, guys like Taylor Grimes now. Like, obviously, Dulcich is in front of him. And and when you talk about him as a blocker, you still don't get to the point where you say, <laughs> we want him out there over a Manhurst, over a Troutman, over even a Dulcich. And same thing with Dulcich a little bit. Like, he still needs to come along. He's just a couple years behind Albert age-wise. So he's just saying maybe it will come. Um, but... It's nice to see them improving blocking-wise, but I don't see Alberto in particular as somebody who they're going to say, we want him out there as a blocker. And Dulcich, at least he's young and give him some reps. Yeah,
0: I mean, he still needs to show consistency a a long way. But it was nice to see at least a flash of it. All right, we've got to wrap up. Last comment from Nash Bronco. Keeps it simple gucci danucci we'll we'll talk about danucci later in the week maybe after this game after he balls out because he has been fun and got some big time comments but this is a big time show really enjoyed it todd Mm -hmm. and henry we'll be back tomorrow on the dnvr broncos podcast make sure to stay tuned to our final training camp podcast at least the official one we're out